actually really do like working with my hands. I like a little variety. I like talking to people I'm working. And and this isn't what you studied in college. Oh my gosh, no. I... (laughs) So in college, I studied sports medicine. Yeah, you do. Like, I see similarities because I do love working with people. And I love the human body. Like, as as odd as that sounds, like, just how we work and function and move. It's like, it's so fascinating to me. But that's the thing is, like, you can see all these different tangential elements of what you kind of like and move it into something that works for your situation at the time. Life gets easier if we figure it out together. Welcome to The Lisa Show. Okay, I'm here with my sister, Gina. And Gina, I want to tell you this story of a conversation that I had with one of my friends that I can't stop thinking about. And then I, I need you to know, I need to know your opinion on it, okay? So I was talking to my friend and we were having lunch and just kind of catching up. And, and this friend has, you know, four kids and is really busy But had said over lunch, you know, just kind of in a moment when we were just talking about, you know, how's life? Like, how are you doing really? That that kind of conversation that you have with your friends. And she said something like, well, so my youngest is now going to be in school. So I think I might have a little bit more time. Um, You know, her husband had been in a really busy, like, uh, career, and so she had kind of been supporting him and, you know, starting a family, and that's a busy phase of life. And so she was saying, I can— I can feel that things are starting to open up again, uh, up a little bit. You know, my husband is established in his job, and so his hours are much better, easier for family and support. And my kids are, are older, so they're all in school. So it's not just as, you know, the crazy and chaos of having a baby or a toddler where, you know, they need you so much. And she was saying, so I feel like I should do something, but I don't know what. And so I kind of joked around because you don't know what people, like, is that an offer for, you know, suggestions or just the listening ear? And so I started making suggestions that I was like, well, do you need to make money? Do you need to go back to work? Um, Do you want to? Do you want to continue this? Do you want to go back to school? Um, What about your hobbies and interests? Do you want to um, volunteer somewhere? And like, what do you feel really passionately about that you feel like sort of either called to do or thought, oh, this would be so fun? Or I mean, this is a great opportunity Especially if you have are in the, you know, if you have the privilege of not having to worry about money, then everything's on the table, you know, and not they're you know middle class, but still it is a privilege. You know, most people need to work, you know, like that, like acknowledging that, like, well, most people, you know, need need to work full time, but if you don't have to, or if you want to keep your expenses down, and you could do anything, I just, I mean, my brain was whirling with all the things that you know, she could do, or like I put myself into her place, like, ooh, what, what, if I were in that position, what would I do? And that kind of stuff. But the conversation didn't go that way. She said, I don't know. I don't know what I like. And I said, oh, come on. Yes, you do. You're good at this or that, you know, and I started listing things. She's like, I don't know if I like that though. I just do it. And I, anyway, we ended lunch and I've thought about that conversation a lot lately because it kind of, um, bothered me. It it made me like unsettled. Like, how do you not know what you like? But then I tried to put myself into her shoes and be a little bit more empathetic, you know, like, and and she's been so focused on serving, you know, her kids and, and um, like 
focused on that. And she's really like a kind person and is aware of other people, and which is great, which is not nothing. Like that is wonderful. But I thought, I wonder if that hyper-focus then has her that she doesn't know like what a hobby, you know, like developing that time and into it. And so how do you figure out what you like? Well, the first thing I was thinking while you were telling me that is, because I do the same thing. It's, When I'm speaking to someone, I'm like, oh, but I see this in you. And I think sometimes— Yeah, but when I was going down that road, it it wasn't what she was asking for. Right. But I think in the context of this whole thing, like, what do you like? What do you do? Sometimes it's easier for other people to see kind of what your strengths are than it is for us to see what it is. Yeah. So, I mean, I think there's a component of that that's like, oh, you're— to figure out what you really do like, <laughs> sometimes it is helpful to get that outside input. You know, yeah, to no, have absolutely. other people say, "Has somebody oh, done this that is for what, you?" Yeah, so, you should do this. Yeah, oh, a ton of people. <laughs> well, and I've solicited some because I found myself in a similar situation when a few years ago my husband was kind of um, between jobs and we were transitioning, kind of you know looking for maybe a little career shift. No, for it him. was a hard time. It was a really hard time, but my what do I do next, was a little bit more informed by, oh, well, I need to like help a little bit more financially with the family. And so I just took a part-time job, and and that was different. But now as we've kind of gone, you know, fast forward several years, I've kind of tried a few different things. Okay, so, so it reminds yeah, me, like, refreshing okay. my memory. So when I started, it was just, it was funny. There was a part-time job. I was just looking for just something during school hours so that, you know, all my kids were in school, um, and so I just had these few hours that I wanted to make sure that I could still, you know, attend to them when they came home. And uh, this job kind of fell in my lap. A friend of mine who, um, I don't even know how she knew I was looking. I think she just randomly asked because they were looking for people at this job, but knew I had sewing experience. And it was for a, a, a golf company that made leather goods for, you know, golf head, um, club head covers and things like that. So just completely random. That's so random. It was so random. But I but really you know felt how to like, sew. I do, but I wasn't even sewing. I was literally, they needed someone to cut leather, which is such like a, it was like a factory job, you know, like yeah. a baseline job. But I was like, it's during school hours and I knew the people that own the company. And so, and they're funny. And it was funny. And I was like, it was literally across the street from my kid's school. So I'm like, this is kind of, it, it just actually felt like a real blessing because we needed a little bit of extra money and it was right there and it was great hours. So I took that job. And, um, and the thing is like, but I love working with my hands. Like I know. I love working with materials. Like it wasn't fabric or whatever, which is fine. But leather is like awesome. <laughs> I mean, which is so you know dumb what? to say. Leather really, is awesome, Gina. I really I've never stopped to think about it. But you know what? <laughs> leather is awesome. No, this is just so funny to like, me because I've never thought about leather, I care about leather. No one does. I wouldn't know how to cut leather. I mean, I guess just like regular fabric. Well, I, I don't know. Well, no, it's no, like— No, <laughs> I know. I'm wrong. I, Gina, I'm like, tell me how I'm wrong. It actually—it's really interesting because, anyway, we could get into a whole side conversation right. about <laughs> but natural you materials. It. That's but the important point. But I liked point. it, and it made me realize, oh, my gosh, 
I actually really do like working with my hands. I like a little variety. I like talking to people I'm working and And this isn't know. what you studied in college. Oh my gosh, no. I <laughs> <laughs> So in college I studied sports medicine. Uh, yeah, you do. Like totally different, but I see I see similarities because I do love working with people and I love the human body, like as as odd as that sounds, like just how we work and function and move, it's like, it's so fascinating to me. But that's the thing is like, you can see all these different tangential elements of what you kind of like and move it into something that works for your situation at the time. Like, at least for me, it worked for me. Yeah, you know? it wasn't like, oh, I hate this. No, no, not at it all. It was like, this is great. Yeah. But then like looking ahead, I was like, well, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. Right. I mean, and it is like it was physical labor. So Mm. like you can only kind of do so many hours, just at least I could, because like I couldn't do it as a full time because that's, it's very physical to, you know. I don't Move your arm and cut leather. Like you have to push hard and you have to move these big rolls of cowhide. I mean, like it is. Yeah. Anyway, so it's just. I imagine. Yeah. And so looking ahead, I was like, well, this isn't like a second career that I'm going to do, you know, because I always kind of imagined after my kids were in school, you know, I would go back and, and have a second career and do something. But again, it's it, to your point, it's like, well, what do you like to do? Plus, what do you, you know, need to do as far as like helping with the family finances yeah, and like, everything? Yeah, it, there's a lot of consideration. That's a really good point because I think if it's not like when we were little kids and people were like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And it could be anything. And it, it but I, I, and I know some people hate that question and, right. and think, don't ask your kids that. Like, don't put them in a little box. They don't know what's going to happen. I do think the better question is to ask them, like, what do you love doing? Yeah, like, what are you interested what, yeah, in? Yeah, when, when you don't have to do anything, what do you find yourself doing? And well, don't ask that question because the answer is a nap. Well, <laughs> but like, it's, but all I mean, of that, but all of but, that. Stuff. No, but yeah, that's a good yeah. point because all of that stuff contributes to like, what do you like to do and and at what time of life? Right. And that will inform your career, your hobbies, your interests, what you do when you have 20 minutes to spare, what you have to do right. when you have 10, you know. And, and so it's not just one thing. I think the more that you identify all the things, then you can kind of pick and choose because... Yeah. I mean, you know, people say, well, if you if you love what you do, you'll, you'll never, never work, work a day in your life. <laughs> well, guess what? You do have to work. Like, sometimes you do have to do mundane things. Like, I love— I know. I asked my son, Miles, yeah. like I was talking to my oldest, you know, when he was trying—he changed his, his uh, major several times, mm-hmm. you know, and it was computer science, and then it was commercial music, and then it was, um, you know, English, and it's Japanese translation. It's, like, all over the place. And I said, listen— it's in the future. You're an adult. <laughs> what do you do? You wake up to your greatest day. You know, what do you, what do you do? What do you, you know, if you could have describe the perfect day? And he was saying, oh, I'd love to live in a little cabin in the woods with a stack of books and wake up and just read all those books. And I was like, that's great. Yeah. Like, but. So back that up. How do you? Figure <laughs> out how you can support yourself in the cabin. Right. And um, how good is your Wi-Fi access? Because right. you're going to need to be connected to the world my, in some way. And my daughter, Phoebe, was a little concerned because she's like, yeah. you just described the Unabomber. So, like, let's also <laughs> make sure that we have social interaction as well. So, right. <laughs> like, we know you're an introvert, but also you should talk to people sometime during the day. <laughs> right. Well, and, so, But it is about yeah. a full life. We're not just talking about you are what you do for a living. But if you're going to spend a lot of time doing that, 
you know, what are you going to do? And I also do, like you say, like think that some of your hobbies or interests or whatever spill out right into other parts of your life. Because I take a step back and I think, man, the career that I have now grew out of my hobbies, not totally. But it also was sort of an offshoot of what I studied in college, which was English, you know, and yeah. but just took me on a like a just I a little bit so different path. regimented. Yes. You have to be able to think, like I said, kind of tangentially, like like rays from the sun, right? Like there's a lot of different <laughs> ways that it can go out from your core interests. Like, so you have your core interests and then there's just a lot of shoots off of that. Now, it's interesting because kind of to that point, like Miles was talking about, so my husband, um, he loves being outdoors. Like, he is an outdoors guy. So skiing, mountain biking, climbing, like all that stuff. That is his traversing mountain. (laughs) (laughs) He just loves it. But he recognized at an early age, nobody, he's not going to be a professional cyclist. Like, he's not going to be a professional you know, mountain guide. Like right. he knew yeah. that. So he has his education. He, you know, works, but he built his, he's identified and built his career so that he does work that he enjoys and works with people, you mm-hmm. know, and does some technical stuff. Like it's it's a good mix for him, but he's chosen the company and the career and the lifestyle that still allows him time to do his hobbies yes. that fill yeah. his soul. So between the two, he's he's fulfilling everything. Like you can do, you know, his job, which is not his, you know, he's, like I said, his gym job would be like a professional cyclist. Well, that would have been over because he's too old now. And, right. you know, <laughs> anyway, there's like a whole list of reasons why that wouldn't work. But he's still able to do the things that he like loves. Yeah, you're you know? working so to, there's a way, to live. Yeah, working to live. So there's a way to like balance that in, in thinking kind of what's the next steps. And that's kind of what I feel like I'm currently doing because I enjoy the work I do. I enjoy the work, the the people that I okay, have. So now fast okay, forward so, so, okay, to so how you leather, got, So mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, you want the whole story? I do. <laughs> okay. I'm interested. So leather shop, right? And and recognizing that I was like, wow, you know, this isn't really setting me up for in long the term. future, right? Long term. And I had worked really closely with the school, volunteering a ton. And I was on the board of um, our public charter school. So I'd gotten to know a lot of the people in the school. And so when our son was in kindergarten, I went to work as a paraprofessional part-time. Just, I went to kindergarten with him. And I was an assistant to the teacher How at the school. He, well, every I, son's dream. Every son. Well, I was in the other <laughs> kindergarten class. There were two morning classes I know, and I was I'm in the other you. morning class. So I, because I specifically didn't want to be in his class because I, I wanted him to, to grow and blossom on his yes, own without yes. the overshadowing of his mother. But I would see him at recess and stuff. It was cute. And so that kind of put my foot a little bit in the education to go, do I want to maybe go back and get a teaching certificate? You know, I had a degree, a college degree, so you can kind of tweak that a little bit and, and go for licensure and things. But it was interesting. I thought I would because I do love teaching, and I always grew up thinking I'd be a teacher like mm-hmm. you and our yeah. mom and yeah. our dad. <laughs> well, we're fourth-generation teachers on yeah. both sides. There's a lot of teaching. Yeah. And— just the rigors of that, I recognized. <laughs> and maybe it was the kindergarten. Maybe it was, you know, that I wasn't in charge. I don't know. I'll tell you. I taught junior high and high school, and I remember after my second year of teaching thinking, okay, so like I can do this for like five years. 
but it's so <laughs> physically and mentally taxing. I don't know, like, if I can do this for 30 years. Teachers are amazing, and I think they, they get Spoiler, in that rhythm. <laughs> Spoiler, <laughs> Spoiler, you're not teaching in a traditional classroom sense. In a traditional sense. classroom However, sense. However, you know, anyway. But— um. But I recognized in myself, I because well, and here's the here's the main thing. I like a little freer schedule. Like I don't want to just go somewhere and have to be there for seven hours and then leave. Like I like a little flexibility. And so recognizing that then helped me make the next step, which was not be a a paraprofessional or a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> but then it kind of worked into making connections with different people and a different job. So I work for. Um, the Charter School Association in Utah, and I do communications now for them. I was hired to help with some training and then worked like into teaching. communications. Yeah. And so um, so I get to do what I love, which is I really enjoy working with schools. I think I love seeing classrooms full of school children. I love seeing kids at recess, and I love supporting the people that work directly with them to make that happen. Yeah, being a support. <laughs> being the support. It's important. Being, yeah, and especially I'm a real proponent of school choice. And so just having those options with a couple different public school options, I'm great with people having their homeschooling options and their private school options. Like I just, a way to support all education because I I am passionate about the fact that children should be educated. We need an educated populace. Yeah. So I love, I love that that, you know, is something that I'm able to do and help. But I have a pretty flexible schedule. I am able to do a huge variety of things. We do events and I do social media and I do contacts directly with schools and I do help out with some training. And so, it really so does. So everything. Like, it kind of encompasses everything. Yeah, and, and also— there's so many aspects to it and how you live your life that do play to your strengths and your interests, you know? Like, I'm just thinking of, like, going back to that original story. Like, when, like, how do you know what you're interested in? It's like, you just follow that. You follow that passion, mm-hmm. like, wherever it is. Like, you love classrooms full of kids. Well, there's a million different ways that that could, you know, you could have an influence on that. Or you like teaching and you like presenting. You love people. You like variety. You know, the, that that kind of stuff. Like, knowing that stuff about yourself, I mean— I, it's so important because it's not just about what you do for a living, but it's how you're living your life and how you're doing it thoughtfully and intentionally. And certainly, like, I think everyone can relate to, like, I just had to take this job because I had to take this job, right? right. Like, and that feeling. Oh, yeah. and, I, and I have a lot of, like, jobs like that where I'm mm-hmm. like, I needed the money and this was exactly like what I needed to do at this time and great. And yeah, it's not forever and that's okay too. And a lot of that plays into like your socioeconomic, you know, situation or like if you have a partner or not, you know, that that's offsetting, you know, bills and things like that. Of course, there's a million things that do it, but I think everybody can be intentional, you know, like sometimes I felt, I don't know, like a little like stuck in certain situations throughout my life. Like, is this what I should be doing? Or da, da, da. And I think that's normal. I mean, I think, you know, you have your good days and your bad days. And But if when you feel like you're the one choosing it and it's not just happening to you, I think it makes all the difference. It makes a huge difference. And even if you are kind of in a situation where you're like, oh, I can't leave this job. Like, it's so good. Or the benefits are good or, you know, something— but there's a way to, I don't know, like frame it in your own head to make it more of a positive. And also look at what you're currently doing and saying, okay, so this is what I need to be doing now, but how can what I'm doing within this job or this situation, how can it help me maybe springboard into something in the future? So you can kind of work on 
something that way. I, I think. Are you doing situ- that now? Well, I, a little bit. Well, and I think of a situation, it was so funny. So after I graduated from college, my husband still had a couple of years left. Um, but I wasn't able to find a job in our local area just that that was going to work for us. And we were looking for an adventure. And again, another situation kind of fell in our lap. And we ended up moving from Utah to Ohio and starting a window covering business. And so then my husband was going to finish... Um, was going to finish up at school out in Ohio. He just had a couple of years of college left, and he was going to be the salesman and and run this. It was a a new satellite location, and we knew a group of investors that that asked us to go and start this. And I did all the, and I was going to do all. I well, I did all the books and all the scheduling and all the office stuff, which I had to learn how to do. I mean, I didn't go to college for accounting, you know. And it was just the most random <laughs> experience. But we lived there for about two years, and then recognize that this wasn't the path for us. Yeah. But I will tell you what, in that little interruption of, you know, education and kind of being away from family and just a, a, numerous situations, mm-hmm. that helped my husband's career specifically when he did finish school. He had all this managerial experience. He had all this sales experience. He had all this other experience. And then when we came back and I got a, a job um, full-time while he was finishing up college, I had all this office experience. And, like, it's just oh, so, so interesting cool. how you can take these things that you kind of feel like you have to do. Like, we needed a job after I graduated, you know, kind of trying to move forward. And even if it doesn't turn out the way that you originally thought it would, those experiences can still inform the things that you're going to do later. Yeah, it's never like a wasted it's experience. never wasted. And we actually have some really good friends that we made there that we're still friends with 20 years later. So it's like you have to look at the holistic experience of it and see. Yeah, it's not ever just one no. thing. And it's so funny. Like I think back to my time there. And so it was just the two of us. We didn't have children yet. And we were just working. And we were working together all day. So like in the evenings, we're like, so I've been with you all day. Like I know what's going on. <laughs> so I went and took— What's new? I know. So I was like, I want to work on something and—, and Help my interest. So I went and took a quilting class. Did you really? I did. Oh, I forgot that. Yeah, I took a hand quilting class. And I learned so much about just the craft of like making a quilt, which again, this is me. I love sewing. I love fabric. I, I know, love it all. And I don't get it. And, and I don't understand it. I know. And it's but fine. I and think it's, it's not so something cool. you want to do, which no, is No, it great. just stresses me out to yeah. even think about it. So I love that you do it because I, I it's love it. so opposite to my interests. I know. It's so random. It's so random. But, but I mean, but it's beautiful. It's an art form. But I was able to, to to have the time to do that, like identifying. Okay, I do have some time now because, you yeah. know, I I don't have a lot of obligations outside of the, the work that I'm doing, and so and that served me in the future. You know, that has helped me and served me. Yeah, because I got a beautiful handmade I was say, quilt that's when for I started each one making, of my children. Yeah, I started making baby quilts at that time, and so I just think. There's so many experiences that we have and things that like we have to do and things we choose to do that that can all, you know, push us forward and help us really figure out those things. And some of my interests have changed, you know, obviously. And so I think kind of going back to the original, original question <laughs> of how do you know, I think you have to try like different things. Yeah. You have to kind of inventory yourself and try different things. Because don't you know so many people who— I don't know. I feel like this is a thing that are so obsessed like with, or 
you know, and rightfully so, for, like, their education and, and career. Like, and that's the thing, that they don't have time for sort of hobbies. Or they're so concerned with, like, raising kids and taking care of that um, that they don't have any hobbies. Do you know, like, there's a million reasons why you can be focused on something really good. But I feel like hobbies and just doing things like for fun and not like as a side hustle or to make money off of it or for it to become the thing has sort of fallen by the wayside. And I feel like I, I'm very Gen X. It totally When I talk has. about like everyone's on their phones for social media when they should be working on their hobbies. Like, and I know how that sounds, but I also— Well, I would like to— I'm going to switch out the word hobbies to creative pursuits. Oh, oh, all right. Well, Why? I'm going to— Why the semantics? No. Like, yeah, because—, because- we get because we of this rebranding? Yeah. Okay. All and right. I'll tell you why. Right. Because people think hobbies and they're like, my toll painting or my quilting or gra- like grandma-y things. Yeah, but you like I quilting. No, I love it. <laughs> no, for me, you can call them hobbies for me all day long. Oh, okay. I don't even care. It's fine. And I'll try them all. And when you think hobbies, it does put it in the way where people think it's like artistic and everybody's like, oh, I'm not an artist. I can't do this. Oh, I can't yeah. do this. They just think so, of the top five things. Yeah. So if you put it as like creative pursuits— then I think it can be like, well, you know, because then it 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 kind of broadens it, I think. Because some people go, well, no, my my quote-unquote hobby is taking really great pictures for my Instagram, which does, I think, fulfill a little bit of that, does fulfill your oh, sure. creative, you know. I follow a lot of photography accounts. Yeah. Just because I'm not good at it, and I love to see people who are. But I think, too, it just gives, like, people a little bit more permission okay. to to expand kind of what they think— would be something fun and exciting for them to do, like on the side or to to serve themselves. I don't know. Cause I, do you feel pressure, though, to monetize your creative pursuits? Or no, did you? I did. I did at one point because I was like, oh, I if did I sow so much, time, and now I should I've do let myself like, off the hook. Yeah, I should do like an Etsy shop or I should do something, you know, because I'm making stuff, but it's like you can only make so many pillows and <laughs> drapes for your own house. <laughs> I mean, you can swap it out and stuff, but— um, and I made, I, yeah, fashion changes. Yeah, fashion changes. Well, I don't do, I did a lot of dresses for the girls when they were little, but they would like wear them twice and then be like, meh. So, yeah. <laughs> that just, so now I just do stuff that I want to do. When did you get to the place where you were like, I don't, I just like doing this and I'm just going to do it. Who cares? I got to the point when, just to, actually just a few years ago, when I was, um, really limited on time because yeah, I was working part-time because I don't have time. So it's like, what do I really want to do? What do I enjoy doing? And again, it's so funny. Just in the last year, kind of since the pandemic, I I hate just sitting and watching TV and doing nothing. I mean, that's not doing nothing because it's relaxing and I don't know. There's value in sitting and just— well, There's value in TV. There's value we'll in TV. I know. I was going to say, I have to be real <laughs> careful about talking about the value of TV with you. <laughs> TV saved my life, but it's fine. Go on. Okay. But I also like to move my hands and do something. Yeah, yeah. So I always, and this is— You can't again, just sit still. I, I know this because it still. drives your husband and children crazy. Yes. So I just was like, what do I love to do? Well, I love to sew, right? So I got out my embroidery stuff, which I already have and I already know how to do. So, like, easy entry. And— and then I just have had a little project on the side, and I'm just doing it literally for the sheer purpose of doing it. I have no idea what I'm going to do with all these little embroidery projects that I finish. They're florals. They're really lovely, actually. That's Put them on a little pair of jeans or a white tee. Well, no, like it's, yes, oh, but know. it's like on its own piece of fabric. Oh, I don't Otherwise, know. I, anyway. Frame it? That's a, 
Well, I don't know. I, Wait, don't know. I know. I, well, that's the thing. <laughs> it literally, and for me, this is like a huge thing. I'm like, I'm just doing it because I enjoy the process. You and should who do knows napkins. what I'm going to Linen okay. napkins, and then you you can. I should. I don't know. I do have some plain See? vintage linen napkins. <gasps> I'm going to pull out the napkins. Yep. But I, for like Thanksgiving, you could have like these intricate <sighs> napkins that people wipe their gravy faces off I with. know. But I won't care because won't? No. there's cranberry on it. You know and what? It stains it. I am also a big believer <laughs> of just use the stuff you have. If you have it, don't save the nice stuff. I know. Like I bring out the china that we got for our wedding because why? I don't know. Yeah, why not? But Start we use using it. it. Yeah, Burn I use it with my kids. I, you, you I'm do. all the same do thing. All, use all the stuff. Anyway, that's a whole nother. Again, <laughs> no, another topic. No, but it topic. has to do with this hobby. It's like, it's stop just live intentionally. Don't wait for some yeah. vacation. Just do it now. That's how, what, how I feel. Just do it now. It's like I play the piano very mediocrely. I like playing the piano. I like piano music. I got all this piano music out, and I plunk around on it. Is it great? No. Who cares? I love it. And it was really cute because the other day, I didn't think, I usually do it when my kids are not home, which is a lot. The other day, like, Hugh came down, you know, and he's 17. He's like, Mom, you're getting so good. And he just <laughs> meant, like, you're getting better. Yeah, like because you're practicing. Because you're practicing. And how do you feel after? I feel like good. Well, that's, okay, so that— Because you know what? Yeah. I'll tell you what. Sometimes I pound it out on the piano. Yeah. And it feels good. Yeah. And well, it's and- like creating something, and I just think— I don't have to hit all the notes. <laughs> no, because there's no judgment. Perfect. Well, that's yeah. with my with my sewing. Like honestly, if I do something, I'm like, there's no judgment. I'm not doing it for anyone. You know, I'm just, I just doing think that it just for the such pleasure value of it. And and like honestly, like I'm not trying to put like a nice little bow on this, but like that conversation about I don't know what I like. Uh, you know, what should I do? I really wanted to solve that for her. It really unsettled me mm. because I feel like oh my gosh, just the things that I love has brought has brought me a career, has brought me joy, has brought me stress relief, has, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Living intentionally and just, like, doing the things that you love, you know, no matter what comes out of it, but just knowing what you love has brought me so much, like, just joy and, like, a sense of, like, like, calm of, like, oh, good, I'm living, I'm living a life that I, that I want to create because I'm choosing it. So the idea that somebody doesn't know how to choose that gives me anxiety. Well, and I think you just said the key. The key is, how does it make you feel? Yeah. And so you have Follow to try. That. So sometimes you have to try different things to figure out, okay, this is what is centering and calming and good, and that's what I'm going to do. So quick before we go, something that you tried that you'll never do again. Oh, easy. Knitting. Oh. Knitting. I made a hat. Like, I made a baby hat. I've made a baby sweater. You're done. I finished it. I gave my things back to my dear friend who is a phenomenal knitter, and I said, teach someone else. I'm done. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I think it gave me arthritis because I'm so—I'm a little uptight sometimes, and I was just—I was knitting hard. Yeah, my stitches were, were tight, yeah. and it was—it didn't give me the pleasure that the other things that I did. And I said, you know, unfortunately, I don't have time for this. This is a great thing that you do. I love it. It's beautiful, and— I'm going to pass on that. So sometimes it's so, messy. Sometimes. And you work on it for a while, and you think you're going to like it. But it's okay if you're like, nope. And then just pass it on. Like I did. I, I literally I had skeins of yarn. and Because I love fibers. Skeins? 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 They're skeins. I've never yeah. heard that. Oh, it's a skein of yarn. You know, when you go and see the bundles the of yarn. Puff. All, it's a puff. No, it's a yarn. skein. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I gave her back all the yarn, all the needles, all the patterns, and said, 
There you go. You Marie kondo it. You thanked it for I trying did. to spark joy. It doesn't it spark joy. It did not spark joy. And you let it go. I did. So it's okay. And I don't count that if it's a failure. No, not at all. Because if you gave me knitting meals, I could probably figure it out again. But I won't. <laughs> I probably could. <laughs> The Lisa Show is a production of BYU Radio. This week, our show is produced by Lisa Valentine Clark and McKay Menden. If you want to continue the conversations we started, please join our group on Facebook called The Lisa Show Listener Community. And don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We would really appreciate it. It helps us out a lot. Thank you for listening to The Lisa Show. 